Right now, we uh, have a couple of guests in our studio, so we're going to give them our full attention. We have... Uh, we have area farmer Dave Legbold, who's uh, been, I want to say, frequently on KYMN Radio, but uh, you're somewhat of a veteran with our studios here. Dave, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. And we're going to talk about a, an event that you have coming up very soon, but I'm going to turn our attention right now to Hannah Marr, who you have brought with you. Hannah, thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah, thank you for having me. You have, uh, we're going to start off by getting to know you. You're here representing the uh, Clean River Partners formerly the Cannon River Watershed Partnership. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. You're fairly new to the job. Yeah, I've been with Clean River Partners for maybe about three weeks now, so pretty brand spanking new. Uh, but I'm not new to Northfield. I was born and raised here, uh, grew up at Northfield High School doing lots of theater, actually. And my mm -hmm. undergrad degree is in theater and dance. So this is a little bit of a career pivot for me, but I'm really excited about it. Have you pursued that area that uh, the creative arts area in a, in a career before or is, did you always want to focus on doing something else yeah i've definitely pursued that area most of my background is in arts nonprofits, mm -hmm. so i've been able to kind of take a lot of those skills and apply them now to being at an environmental nonprofit. yeah let's talk about that 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 transition there um what made you kind of transition pivot in uh, in your career yeah i think i just internally felt like it was time for a change and just looking around at the world and seeing how our planet is doing right now made me feel really inspired to become a little more active in the environmental sphere. All right. Let's talk about uh, Clean River Partners. Uh, formerly Cannon, Valley, or, uh, Cannon River Watershed Partnership. Uh, it has uh, been a couple of years now since they've changed the name. The name has changed, but uh, still, I don't, has the mission changed? Is it still the same? Have you added different things to the mission or tell us about it? Yeah, so our mission is to inspire people and organizations to value, protect, and improve the Cannon River watershed's land and water. So we're a watershed-wide organization. We cover the six counties in the Cannon River watershed. Uh, and really, we're just eager to connect people with the Cannon River in all sorts of ways. So Dave, in a minute, will be talking about an agricultural event we have coming up. We work with a lot of farmers. Um, but we're also passionate about connecting with many different groups of people. Um, we have lots of different kinds of events that we do with the community. We've actually got a Cannon River watershed-wide cleanup coming up in September on the 16th. It's a Saturday morning. Um, we do stormwater drain stenciling, school programs. We do all sorts of things just to connect people in the community, uh, help them meet their neighbors, uh, and talk about clean water. Let's talk about the uh, the cleanup that you have coming up uh, next month. Or actually, I guess it's September is not next month, but we're almost in August now. Uh, that's a uh, watershed-wide, as you had mentioned. I know a lot of people locally. And there are groups that have been involved in that and kind of look forward to it uh, each year. Uh, what uh, Tell us a little bit about this year. Have you gotten that far yet into your uh, your tenure at uh, Clean River Partners? Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, right when I joined. This was kind of the first project that uh, I was hopping on to because it takes a lot of planning and coordination. Um, right in the name, it says it's watershed wide. So we've got locations all across the watershed. I believe we have nine this year. Um and if you go to our website, cleanriverpartners.org, you can get more information. You can see where all of our sites are. You can register to participate. Uh, but this is definitely our biggest hit event of the year. Uh, last year, we had around 200 volunteers. And uh, we all just spend Saturday morning 
cleaning up the rivers and the lakes in our beloved watershed and making it a better place to be. All right. Let's move our attention over to uh, Dave Legbold. And uh, Dave, you have uh, an event that's coming up uh, on uh, that you'll be hosting, uh, which actually next month, because next month is August, not September, but it's coming up in just a couple of weeks. Why don't you tell us about it? Okay. Uh, it all started really last winter when... Um, I contacted Brad Redlin at the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and I just posed the question, what is happening with the number of farms that are enrolled in the Minnesota Ag Water Quality Certification Program, which is a program that uh, does an interview with the farmers or landowners to find out what their practices are, uh, and then uh, start them on the journey to becoming certified. And if you are a certified water quality farm, that means that you meet certain water quality, air quality, and soil care criteria. And uh, then you're also assumed that if there are any new laws that come on the books, you are fully in compliance with those laws. So it kind of gives, it, that's where the word certainty comes from. Mm -hmm. And it is, um, it's a time when uh, I thought it might be good to ask Brad if we should have an event that is slanted toward this program. There's been lots of uh, events about soil health and, and various other forms of agriculture, but I thought it was time to contact Brad and, and move ahead with this kind of a, a thing. So he took the bait and, and <laughs> uh, we're off and running. And of course, um, my partner in this has to be Hannah because she is the conduit to the Clean River Partners. And so we've worked together to some degree. Uh, it is definitely a partnership endeavor uh, with the uh, Clean River Partners, Carleton College, Minnesota Soil Health Coalition, uh, Fishers and Farmers, and uh, Minnesota Department of Agriculture. And a good deal of the funding comes from the Clean Water Land and Legacy Amendment uh, funding that was put in place by the voters of Minnesota. Let's uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, the certification process. First of all, you, you, you'd mentioned that the uh, Ag Water Quality Certification, the program has been around for a little while. Right. What, what is the history behind that, briefly? Well, it was uh, an endeavor to um, work with several entities to uh, encourage farmers to apply better practices on land for water and for air. So the, uh, there was a, an agreement that was reached uh, between the state of Minnesota, the Department of Agriculture, and several others that would uh, put legs under this program. Uh, it's unique. Minnesota is the only state that has this. Uh, but the, the main thrust was to give uh, farmers an opportunity to tell about the good work that they do. So in my case, uh, I started the process in 2015, and uh, it started with an interview by a technician from the Department of Agriculture. They just came out and said, uh, what is your tillage practice? Uh, what's your crop rotation? Do you apply manure? How do you manage your fertilizer? 
Uh, do you scout for bugs before you spray? And, you know, many different questions. And then they run that through their, their filters. And uh, I got a call and said, you are certified. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't get any money for it. All you do is to get the certification. And then later on, uh, through uh, help from the McKnight Foundation, there are uh, some um, enhancements for this program. For example, uh, climate smart farming, uh, wildlife enhancement, uh, water quality. And so what McKnight did was to say, if these people are qualified in those areas, might as well give them $1,000. So that began the process of actually being some monetary rewards for farmers who were in the program. Looking at that time, since they have a little more incentive, in particular financial incentive, yep. uh, to uh, to do that, uh, as the program become more popular, are you are you seeing more farmers getting uh, enrolled in the certification process and actually getting certified? Yes, there is uh, a milestone that is we're going to reach fairly soon, and that is that there will be a million acres that are under the Ag Water Quality Certification Program. Now, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot, yes. However, in Minnesota, we have a little over 25 million acres of agricultural lands. So when you think about it, 1 million out of 25 million, not, uh, not nearly what the goal should be. So we're working to uh, exceed the 1 million, and then uh, eventually I think we should get to the 25 million. Um, It's uh, very interesting how um, people look at agriculture and just think, well, you know, farming is farming, but it really isn't. There are so many aspects to agriculture. And around Northfield we have... um, uh, several different varieties of agriculture. I think of uh, some of my closest friends are organic producers, and they produce real food that you can actually pick up and eat. My farm, I produce corn and soybeans, and that's not stuff you can eat. It is uh, considered to be ingredients for other stuff. Now, Going a little bit further upon that, yeah, you you do have various types of uh, agriculture, uh, and you know I think of uh, you know plant based, crop based, and then also animal based with yeah. with livestock and such, with dairy farms and sheep farms and and such. Um, does the water quality certification process handle all of that? Can anyone get in on that? And what's where? What is targeted? I guess yes. Uh, There are many um, animal producers that are certified farms. Uh, And, of course, one of the big uh, concerns is how do you manage manure? And there are certain rules about applying manure. You shouldn't apply it on frozen ground. And uh, when there's uh, uh, spring melt, that's that's just not a good thing to let manure run off into our tributaries and lakes. Uh, so <clears throat> the animal agriculture folks are definitely a part of this program, too. 
yeah, how to handle manure. I think we, uh, no matter what your your vocation is, you probably have to handle a situation similar to that. Oh yes. <laughs> well, as we were, uh, our farm had a, a beef herd, and manure handling was mm-hmm. always uh, yeah. an issue. And um, you know, some people say, "Gosh, that farm just stinks." Well. It probably does, <laughs> but you can do things with the manure so that the order is definitely uh, decreased. Uh, I live uh, very close to a Northfield farmer, a retired Northfield school teacher, uh, Rusty Kluver, and he raises hogs. And he treats his manure in very appropriate ways by pumping the manure pit and injecting the manure directly into the soil and that's his fertility program. Mm-hmm. So that would that would be um, a, certainly an appropriate way to handle the manure. Let's switch it back over to Hannah here and get a little more information about uh, the Clean River Partners and their involvement with this. Have you been, uh, you, you mentioned you've only been there a few weeks, so I don't expect you to have all the answers yet. But as far as uh, the... Uh, ag-related portions of uh, conservation. Uh, Are you familiar with that? Can you speak a little bit about uh, what uh, you plan on helping with as far as the uh, certification program? Sure. So I will definitely be attending the event on the 10th. Um, I'll be probably one of the first people that uh, guests see when they walk in the door. Um, We'll have a Clean River Partners table set up. So basically, Clean River Partners is kind of in charge of registration, helping people know where to go and when, handling a lot of the logistics, um, and just making the event kind of friendly for these guests who show up. So um, I'll be one of those friendly faces. Uh, But as far as Clean River Partners kind of structure goes... We have a community engagement side of the organization and a conservation side of the organization. So sort of a two-pronged approach to our mission. I'm the community engagement coordinator, so I handle a lot of the um, community-based programming that we have that's uh, more or less for city folk uh, Mm -hmm. or people who maybe aren't necessarily large landowners or um, water professionals, ag professionals, things like that. Uh, the conservation side of the organ—pardon orga- me—organization, um, which is run by Alan Krauss, handles uh, events like this um, and works more directly with farmers, with um, nature centers, habitat restoration, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, Hannah Mara is with us from uh, the uh, uh, Clean River Partners and also Dave Legbold. Uh, Dave, why don't we move into the uh, program itself? It starts, it's on uh, August the 10th. Yep. It runs from 3 to 8 p.m. Tell us what the attendees will be uh, uh, participating and learning. Well, uh, first off, the uh, executive director, Jennifer Tonko, will welcome folks. And then we will have Brad... Redlin with the Minnesota Department of Agriculture speak about uh, what is the program? How do you um, how do you enter? Uh, what are some things to consider? And I think one of the facts that he will bring up is that uh, farmers who are certified have um, greater income. Uh, this has been 
proven through uh, research done by the Minnesota Department of Agriculture that if you're a certified farmer, your income is definitely better. Sometimes tens of thousands of dollars better. And the reason for that is the practices uh, eliminate a lot of motion that is not necessary. For example, heavy, heavy tillage that spends fuel, spends equipment hours, um, and why do that when you could farm just as well without it? So Brad will touch on that. Then um, <clears throat> I, I kind of got a kick out of Al Kraus um, noting when Dave and Mark Legvold would take the podium, and he just notes it as a Norwegian's soil health journey. <laughs> so, so we'll talk okay. about uh, our journey through uh, making our farm um, a better example of water, soil, and air quality. Uh, Mike Peterson and Rochelle Kruzmark are both certified farmers. Uh, Rochelle is from the Trimont area, and they have a sizable livestock and, and crop farm. And I thought uh, my previous experience with Rochelle It'd be great if we had a woman come and talk about this journey. Mike Peterson is local. He's just outside of town to the east. Mm -hmm. And so they will talk about their journey. Uh, then there will be a, a meal, a free. Uh, that's the best kind of thing, free food. Uh, and it's, Jack, it's not going to be uh, seed, corn, and soybeans. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> okay, no, good, no, good. no, no. And uh, Jack Lauer of... Uh, Farmers and Fishers organization will speak a little bit about partnerships uh, that have yielded uh, better water. Uh, then we have uh, DNR climatologist Ken Blumenfeld, who will talk about climate data and what's going on with our climate. Now, Ken is a very uh, skilled meteorologist, but he's also a stand-up comedian. And so his talks are always um, informative and a pleasure to uh, sit and listen to. Uh, a friend of mine, Jody DeYoung-Hughes, who is uh, a, a University of Minnesota Extension educator out of Wilmer, will do something called the Soil Pit Talk, in which we, we dig a pit in the field about four feet deep, and Jody stands in the pit and talks about the soil profile uh, I've done several programs with her, and she is uh, really skillful in talking with people about what do you see going on with this soil. Um, and and her, her message is clear and pretty blunt sometimes. Uh, then uh, we have Dan Maxbauer from Carleton College, who is going to uh, talk about um, a soil amendment where uh, crushed basaltic rock powder is laid on the soil, and this uh, actually is a method of sequestering carbon. And you can, he has equipment that actually shows the sequestration of carbon happening. Wow! As, as you watch Fascinating. it. Fascinating. So this is pretty pretty far out there. It, it's new, cutting edge stuff. And then. Uh, Brad uh, Redlin will kind of uh, close out the evening with um, particulars about 
the water quality certification program. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing I really should mention is that in addition to these wonderful speakers and all of the stuff that goes along with this event, people will have free golden retriever time. Because <laughs> our, two, our two goldens just love to have visitors and uh, they know that people have two hands so that they can pet two dogs at once. <laughs> <laughs> and just judging by the reaction, uh, Hannah's going to be there for no other reason. <laughs> Even if it wasn't her job, she would still be there for the uh, dogs. Wonderful. It sounds like a, uh, boy, just a full day and a very informative day. Uh, we are out of time, but uh, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. And uh, best of luck once again. That's August 10th. 3.30 to 8 o'clock, that's a Saturday? Is that uh, a... It's a Thursday. A Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Saturday. Thursday's yeah. the new Saturday for me. It starts oh. the weekend. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a Thursday. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. That is uh, Dave Legvold and Hannah Marr here on 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield.